0: The Provoke podcast is brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialists, Mark Tears. Support for this podcast comes from Notified, the integrated, intelligent, and easy-to-use PR software. Get a free demo today at Notified.com.
1: Hi, I'm Arthi Shaw, Executive Editor for Provoke Media. Before we launch into today's episode, there's a few questions that I want to folks to chew on and um, that's, you know, what does self-care mean to you? And how has this global pandemic changed what that means? Um, Do you consider self-care to be part of healthcare? And these are, I I think, such interesting questions because the concept of self-care is so individualistic and also so universal. And this is why we're kicking off a series today. To explore more closely how self-care connects to healthcare and how we as communicators can help simplify sort of the science of, of the communication behind this. Um, we're launching the series in partnership with Coin PR. Today's episode looks specifically at one area that's dominated the self-care conversation for the last 18 months, and that's skincare. Um, To talk about this, we have two fantastic guests. I think most of you are familiar with the hugely popular skincare line, CeraVe. So we have Caitlin King, who's Assistant Vice President of Marketing at CeraVe. And we also have Lisa Wolion, who is EVP at CoinPR. Welcome Caitlin and Lisa. Thank you. Hi, thanks for having us. You know, I, I'm so excited about this because, you know, skincare obviously was booming before the pandemic and it sort of morphed, right, as we as people shifted from focusing on how they looked for in-person socializing to, focus, you know, to looking at how they looked on digital platforms. So Caitlin, can you tell us a little bit about what this journey has been like at Cerave?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I love this topic of self-care, and CeraVe really has been at the forefront of bringing health into skincare. Our brand was founded with dermatologists in 2005 to bring better solutions to people suffering from skin conditions with um, good-for-you, derm-trusted, healthy ingredients. And so um, we've really seen, we've been the fastest-growing skincare brand um, for quite some time, but we've seen a significant uptick in the past year Um, As there's been a lot of new emerging skin concerns and a bigger focus on hygiene, and you see um, people really looking for products that are more therapeutic, endorsed by experts, and that's where CeraVe um, has been strong for quite some time. So it's been an incredible ride to be able to provide access to um, affordable, derm-trusted products to consumers everywhere.
1: And, and Lisa, just kind of taking a step back as well, can you tell, a, tell us a little bit about what you all have seen about how self-care has evolved, especially around skin care over the last 18 months?
0: Sure. So I think, um, you know, there's a lot of research and data that's out there. 70% of consumers actually took more of an interest in self-care and it only took a pandemic for, for them to be able to do that. But I think the great point is that as we are now, you know, more than halfway through 2021, that number has remained. So people are very focused on um, self care, and I think the beauty of it is that it can—it is so personal. It can mean so many things to so many different people, and it really is just about making yourself better and, and healthier in your own eyes.
1: Right. You know, and, and so let's let's look a little bit at sort of influencers and the role that they've played in reaching new consumers. And, and I'll start this by sharing a stat. I think I saw this on, on Glossy, and it was um, mm-hmm. according to Tracker's State of the Influence Beauty Report, influencer posts about skincare increased by 39%, and audience engagement saw 164% spike from 2019 to 2020. Um, the, the interest in skincare stood out even more given that most other beauty categories experienced a steep decline. Um, Lisa, kind of building on what you're saying, can you tell us a little bit about what you saw industry-wide in the beauty sector and, and also a little bit about sort of coins thinking and when you all are reaching out and, and kind of vetting influencers?
0: Sure, I think number one, authenticity is key um, regardless of, of the sector. Um, certainly is the case for beauty. I think we've seen um, and we probably all have experienced it firsthand ourselves there was a lot more time to just be online and be on social channels. So consumers really did, did start to, you know, dig into content in a little bit of a different way and more frequently than they had previously.
1: Right. And, and Caitlin, can you give us, you know, maybe an example of an influencer campaign from CeraVe that you thought really worked over, over the last 18 months?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have two examples of how Influencer has really impacted the brand, but also how it's enabled us to amplify these uh trusted people's messages to empower consumers and their followers to make better skincare choices. Um so one, um I think just the the availability of derms on social platforms overall has really grown in the past year or so. And having um consumers the ability to be able to have digestible sound bites of skincare education through platforms like TikTok um, has been has just been something that I'm so excited for younger generations to be armed with a lot of this knowledge that like I definitely didn't have growing up. Um, So we've done partnerships with like Dr. Portella, Dr. Park, um, to really bring some of this education in um, easy to understand ways to the consumer because it doesn't have to be complicated. And that's like the part of why CeraVe is such an effective product. It's these simple formulas that really work um, and it's easy to identify like which product is right for you within the line. Um, and the success that we've seen from people with their transformational experiences from using the product is something that really picks up and goes viral. Um, you have like Reddit, uh, we've been the number one most talked about skincare brand on Reddit for um, two years in a row 2019 and 2020 um, for the most discussed beauty brand. And it's really because people have had all this success after going through years of trial and error. Um, so, So something that's worked really well for us is leveraging these authentic users and amplifying their voice. And among some of them have been also like our partnership with Hiram, who's been an incredible uh, longtime brand advocate. And so to be able to um, partner with him to empower his followers and spread these learnings um, on how to appropriately care for your skin so that people can have that same transformational effect has been really powerful.
1: You know, I think that's so interesting because you all, it sounds like, you know, there's almost like this two pronged approach where you are on one hand working with um, dermatologists that are on social platforms and then also working with, you know, your, your regular skincare users um, in terms of, in terms of like the types of content um, that you, that you kind of develop with each of those, you know, both of those groups. Can you, can you shed a little bit of light into like, you know, how you decide that, Hey, you know, this is, this is the conversation for a dermatologist tab, or this is the conversation for a skincare influencer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're really, like, the brand is built on authenticity and trust. And when we look for partnership opportunities, we want it to be really relevant to um, the influencer and the expert and, like, what works on their platform and what's relevant with their followers. So a lot of times it's co-created, um, what are concerns that they're seeing coming in from the people that are watching um, their stories. And then um, also tied to, like, what products they authentically use and actually endorse Um but always trying to provide the content that's best suited for the people that are watching, um, as well as like just general, with terms, sometimes it's just general education. Um, We know there's a lot of confusion within like the cleansing category. And so clearing up like different myths and misconceptions um, in that space too.
1: Right. So, you know, we've used the word authenticity a lot, and there's another word that we hear a lot, and that's transparency. And Um, Beauty, like so many sectors, has seen this sort of sustained consumer emphasis on transparency. And I'm curious to hear from both of you in terms of, you know, for skincare, where is that emphasis? Is it on ingredients? Is it on product efficacy? Is it on influencer relationship versus the supply chain or social issues? Like, I know there's a lot of stuff. So like, what what do your consumers care about when they're they're asking for transparency?
0: Yeah, I think um, when it comes to transparency, consumers want to be a part of the journey. They don't wanna be told what to do. They want to uh, know about the brand's mission and values and where ingredients are sourced and and more of the backstory of it. And I think um, beauty is is no different than, you know, categories like food where we really started to see transparency come to life years and years ago. Um, And I do think that, you know, from a transparency perspective, we need to be able to um, make sure that, you know, not only are they um, following us along the journey, but that we're also speaking to them in very actionable ways.
1: Yeah. Caitlin, is there anything you've noticed specifically around what consumers are really asking for at B around transparency?
2: yeah i think um so for us i know right now also it's hot in the industry and in the space this idea of skin skinimalism. so um, really the right ingredients, products that are effective. And so CeraVe really lives in well to that space with um, really the best uh, tried and true ingredients coupled with um, unique formulations to bring the benefit that they're looking for. Um, I would say also what we're seeing from consumers is just owning, like, what you have out there and listening to the feedback and making change. Um, so that's something that we're always uh, constantly um, listening to our social channels, our call centers, um, and, and looking to address um, and stand up for what we need to with our consumer base.
1: Yeah. So, so this is this is sort of a good segue to look at um, our, our third buzzword for for this conversation, and that's social purpose, right? And I think, you know, purpose has you know, dominated so many of our, our conversations in this industry, right, for I think four or five years now. So much so that it's, you know, I think consumers have become a little bit cynical to that phrase as it's morphed into a, a buzzword. And I think the best way to combat that is for brands to, to be really specific about what purpose looks like for them. And so maybe we can start this by talking, um, you know, saying specifically, you know, what does purpose look like at therapy?
2: Yeah, um, so CeraVe is a therapeutic skincare care um, brand rooted in the medical community and founded with dermatologists. So we are committed to supporting healthcare professionals and um, bringing these medically endorsed therapeutic products to everyone. Um, our mission is therapeutic skincare for all. So it's no matter your skin tone, your age, your race, your ethnicity, um, having the products that help provide the solutions that um, consumers are looking for. And we are um we're extremely committed to also supporting the nursing community. So this is a passion of ours and mine um, that we're working on building out on the brand. Um, there's a survey from RN Vital where 77% of nurses spend more time caring for others than themselves, and we know um, this is like especially critical in this past year. Um, the the amount of stress and pressure that the nursing community has been. Under and so, burnout um, rate is at its all-time high, and um, this is an urgent social need to help this workforce. And so, we're um, dedicated to recognizing nurses, honoring them, and sharing their stories, and helping to improve the quality of their life, um, so that they um, can live their healthiest life and also continue to impact and provide care for all of Americans. We know they really are the backbone of healthcare in the country. And, and just the feedback that we've received from
0: nurses around the country has just been outstanding, just how grateful they are that SaraVia's um, brand has not only taken time to recognize them, but to really help them care for themselves, too.
1: Wow. And, you know, and actually that's, that's a great point to, you know, Lisa, just from your perspective, I mean, what... I mean, this is such a great case study and such a great example. Um, what are the bigger trends around social purpose that are really resonating in the beauty, you know, maybe specifically the skincare sector right now? So I think we're seeing that um,
0: consumers are pressuring brands to really understand what they what they stand for and what their mission is, and just saying it certainly is not enough. I think you know there really needs to be action behind their words. And we're also seeing that, you know, some brands that maybe have stated um, what their social purpose is, but have not followed through, consumers are coming back and they're really looking at the impact. Um, They want to know, you know, the impact that's been made in different communities. So um, I would say, you know, making sure that, you know, there's
1: action behind the words is definitely critical. And Lisa, you know, I'm curious because you, you, you have such a you know, high level view. Do you feel like the pressure around purpose is higher for beauty brands? Is it less so, or is it about the same than other sectors or other consumer sectors? I would say, I think the pressure is the same, but
0: I think we're seeing more beauty brands take action. Um, you know, one of the things we always tell our clients is to take a step back. You don't, you don't have to necessarily Say something to everyone. I think it's again making sure that you are serving a purpose to the areas that your consumer cares about. You know, brand purpose is is definitely center stage. You know, to your point, it's it has really become the new buzzword, but you have to really be authentic to what your consumer cares about.
1: Right. And so, you know, as we as we close this conversation, I want to sort of open it up for for either of you to, to sort of you know cover anything that I haven't asked about, and I'll and I'll I'll even seed it with a question in terms of you know as self care as this conversation evolves, um, where do you think this is going? Right? I mean, is this? Do you think this was a a momentary blip? You know, as we were as we you know as we were managing things like burnout or. Um, is self care here to stay? And if so, you know how do you see this evolving as as we move forward? Um, I'm going to see that, um, but I'll open it up if there's anything either of you want to close on. Sure. I,
0: I mean, I definitely think self care is here to stay. I think if there's one thing that we've learned um, through the pandemic, it's that um, you know there there is always time to take care of yourself, and I think self care. Um, you know, we'll just continue to grow. Like I said, I think it's something different to each one of us, um, but I do think people have finally realized the importance of um, taking your taking care of yourself, um, you know, to benefit everyone around you as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Caitlin, any, any closing words from you? Yeah, I
2: agree. Um, I think it's definitely here to stay. I think, um, you know, Given the circumstances of some of the past things that's happened this year, it's unfortunate that, like, this is what it took to really take the time to put the emphasis and focus on yourself. Um, but I don't see that going away. And so I think, um, you know, more and more opportunity to continue to bring consumers the products that they're looking for to really care for themselves and have a better mental, physical,
1: and healthy well being. Right. Well put. Well, we packed a lot of info in there in less than twenty minutes. So, so thank you, Lisa and Caitlin, and we will be back soon with another episode of the Provoked Media podcast and another episode of this particular series. Um, thank you, everyone, again. Thank you. Thank you.
0: have been listening to the provoked podcast brought to you by provoked media and produced by the international broadcast specialists marketeers support for this podcast comes from notified the integrated intelligent and easy to use pr software
1: get a free demo today at notified.com